Hi guys, my name's Eileen, and this is the Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I am a YouTube creator, blogger, singer, musician, and artist of life. And I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of your life. You can create the life that you've always imagined. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Life is all about perspective. How you choose to see your life determines how you'll feel about your life. Something I've discovered is that you can actually reshape your stories of past pain into stories of positivity and love. You can rewrite your stories through the eyes of love, and that is seriously so life changing. Growing up, I was kind of a sad child. I just always had this undertone of sadness and loneliness, and everything would make me cry. If you asked anybody who knew me as a kid, they would tell you that I was a total crybaby. So, my parents both worked a lot. My dad was always going back and forth to do business in China, and when I was around 10 years old, he decided to stay in China to focus on his business. And from then on, he never really came back. So it was my mom who took care of my little brother and me, but my mom also spent a lot of time working too. Because my parents were both so busy, most of my childhood was spent at my grandma's house with my cousins. My mom is one out of 11 brothers and sisters, so we have a huge family of aunts, uncles, and cousins. So, if you can imagine like a house with eight or more kids running around every day, that was my childhood. It was basically like a free daycare center. So, after school, my mom would take a break from work and pick up me and my brother to take us to my grandma's house. And then she'd go back to work until like later in the night and then come pick us up to take us home later. And I remember I would just get so annoyed at my mom for picking us up so late because it'd be like 10 p.m. on a school night and everyone at my grandma's house had already gone to bed. It was just me and my brother sleeping on the couch, waiting for my mom to just like come pick us up and take us home already. And I remember on the weekends, my aunts and uncles would like take me on their family outings with my cousins. So it was super nice of them to like always take me with them. But at the same time, I always felt like I kind of was tagging along to their family because my family was too busy for me. I would think things like, my parents never took me out like this. We didn't even do normal family things like sitting together for dinner every night. So, growing up with this mindset, I felt like nobody really cared about me and nobody loved me. I didn't get the attention that I needed, so I felt alone. One time, I got so upset over something that I made a huge scene at my grandma's house. I think I was like seven years old or something. I was really young, and I remember crying and screaming and crying, and then I was just being really dramatic, and then I remember. Getting scissors, opening them up, putting them to my arm, and threatening to kill myself. I remember this so clearly because my older cousin was there making fun of me for being such a drama queen. Like he was mocking me and laughing at me, which made me even more mad. 
So I just threw a fit because no one was taking me seriously. And I felt like no one had ever taken my crying seriously. And honestly, I was just so frustrated because I felt like no one genuinely understood how sad I felt. And even to this day, I can tell you that those emotions were so real. So it got to a point where I was like just crying and crying and nobody seemed like they cared. So I was like, oh my God, if nobody cares, no one wants to believe me, like I have to do something serious. So I decided to run away. I was too young to really think about the logistics of running away. I didn't pack anything. I didn't have a plan on how I'd survive. I just maybe thought to myself like, okay, I'll like walk to the park nearby and take it from there. So I just opened the door and started walking. So my grandma's house is on a lot behind another house. So there's actually a pretty long driveway before you get to the actual street. I just remember walking down that driveway as if it were like the longest walk of my life. And I'm sure with my little legs at seven years old, like it took me a pretty long time to like walk down that driveway. So I remember in the beginning, I was really nervous about it. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually doing it. And then eventually as I got to the middle of the driveway, I became like really triumphant i felt like oh my god i'm so proud of myself for like having the courage to do this and i was walking and walking and walking and i got to the corner where the street started and i was just turning the corner and just as i was turning that corner a car started coming in that driveway so in the car was my aunt and uncle coming back home and they stopped the car opened the door looked at me they were like what are you doing and grabbed me brought me in the car and drove me back down that same driveway I had worked so hard to walk down. So they took me back to my grandma's house where my cousin continued to make fun of me and I just felt like nobody understood what was going on with me and how sad I felt. Back then, I was in pain because I didn't feel like I got enough love and attention. I would cry, but no one would hear me cry or understand why I was crying so much. I didn't even know why I cried so much. I just did. I realize now that I was sad because the stories I told myself were sad stories like my parents don't care about me, my dad left me, I'm dropped in this place I don't want to be where no one understands me. And I created these stories in my head because that's all I could see in my world back then. Now that I'm older, I'm beginning to understand the power of perspective and forgiveness. The power of rewriting your stories through the eyes of love. When I was younger, I didn't grasp a full understanding of my situation. I only saw one piece of the puzzle, and I was really too young to understand. Now I can look back at my childhood with a new perspective, with fresh eyes. Now I look back and I see all the love that was there all along that I didn't see back then. First of all, it's a blessing to even have a big family in the first place. To have so many aunts and uncles who could take care of me. To have cousins who are basically my mandatory companions and my first friends in life. I now see my parents more as human beings. They're not perfect, but they're still good people with good intentions. I understand where they were coming from and I love and appreciate both of them. 
In reality, they tried their best as parents. They did what they believed was the right thing to do. My dad pursued his business in China so that he could provide for us financially. And although my mom had the choice to go with him, she chose to stay in America so that my brother and I could grow up in a better place. So they sacrificed a lot for us. I also began to understand that lack of communication does not mean lack of love. Love comes in many forms, and people show their love in different ways. My dad didn't express his love by talking to us, but by providing for us our entire lives. It was love that was nonverbal, but through action. And so I appreciate this now because I can see the positives from that situation rather than the negatives. I didn't realize until much later in life that I had been loved all along. With this new perspective, I've learned to forgive my parents because I know that everything they did was out of love. In hindsight, there's so much that I'm grateful for now. For example, I'm grateful for my mom's chill, hands-off parenting style because I learned to be super independent and responsible from a young age which shaped a lot of my character today. And because I didn't have parents who hovered over me constantly, I felt free enough to follow my passions and set off on the creative path that I'm on now. In the end, everything worked out alright, and I think our lives are better this way. In the bigger picture, everyone got to be happier in the end. Now when I reflect on this, I'll get emotional because I see that love has always been around me. I can't believe how much love has surrounded my life all of these years and I didn't even know it. I wasn't aware because I never opened my eyes to see that side of the story. The only story I saw was the one I told myself in my head, the one where I was alone and unloved. And so that was the story I believed. But now I know better. Now I know that I can rewrite my stories through the eyes of love. So we are shaped by the stories we tell ourselves about our own lives. Events themselves don't have a positive or negative charge to them. People are the ones who attach emotions to events. So it's all about perspective. If you look back at your moments of pain and see them as just that, you'll carry that pain with you wherever you go. But if you can uncover those moments of pain and find the blessings that surround that pain, if you learn to see that love around those events, then you'll be able to release that pain and live a lighter and happier life. Rewriting your stories through the eyes of love means to incorporate elements like compassion, forgiveness, and gratitude towards your past pain and anybody who may have caused that pain. One of my favorite books is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. So this was the book that really helped me start that process of healing and learning to forgive. So there's a quote by the writer that I found on Instagram earlier this week. He says, Words are your paintbrush, and your life is the canvas. What you paint with words is the way you see yourself, the way you see your entire reality. What you paint is your life, and how it looks depends on how you use the word. So the words that you use to describe your life determine the way you see your entire reality. This quote is so powerful because 
I feel like most people don't understand the true power of words. You can choose the words you want to remember your life by. You can rewrite your stories on purpose. Now I'm going to share some tips on how you can rewrite your stories through the eyes of love. The first tip is to forgive others for hurting you in the past. So you have to forgive others who hurt you, not just because all people deserve compassion, but mostly because you don't want to let yourself hurt over the situation any longer. You don't want to carry any baggage with you. When you hold a grudge or feel hurt over the past, that creates a lot of negative energy within you, and that negativity will live on until the day you can release it and just move on with life. In order to move on, you have to learn to truly forgive that person in your heart. Nelson Mandela was a South African revolutionary who, after serving 27 years in prison, forgave the people who imprisoned him. Later on, he became South Africa's president and delivered speeches all over the world to urge people to forgive each other. He said, Forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fear. That's why it's such a powerful weapon. The next tip on how to rewrite your stories through the eyes of love is to understand the why. Maybe you felt hurt because you didn't see the bigger picture. Maybe you just couldn't see the bigger picture at that time. So sometimes it's hard to see the why when you're buried in that moment. So you just have to give yourself time and distance to see that situation from a new perspective. If you can learn to put yourself in other people's shoes, then you can start to understand why they did what they did. And that cultivates compassion towards that person. In the story I told today, I didn't understand why my parents weren't around, and nobody explained it to me, so I just looked at the negatives and created a story around what I saw. Now, as an adult, fully understanding the why behind their actions really helped open up that story for me to understand our family as a whole. The next tip is to recognize that everyone is human. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes and sometimes we make bad choices, but that doesn't make us bad people. I used to think about my dad in a negative light, like how could he be so heartless to just leave us here and not even bother to visit? And now I see him as a human being with flaws, just like any other human being. He might not be great at communicating or expressing his emotions, but he still cares deeply for us. And I know that he fought to pursue his dream, and that meant that he had to make some sacrifices. I understand now that those choices aren't easy, and I have to respect him for doing what he felt was right. Every human being deserves love. Everyone deserves happiness. Even if you have an enemy or someone you don't like, that person is still a human being and they deserve to be happy. So you really should just wish for everyone to find happiness in life. The next tip on how to rewrite your stories through the eyes of love, focus on the positives. So focus on the things that you have, not what you lack. And always, always, always find something to be grateful for. That is like the trick to being happy in life, to always be grateful for something. So I was just talking to a friend yesterday about my topic for this podcast and he brought up a situation where a close friend of his cut off their friendship one day and he was really hurt by it. He was confused. 
So he asked me to give him an example of how he could rewrite that story through the eyes of love. So I asked him to find the love and positivity that came from that friendship. His first thought was about how he had helped get that friend through a tough time, and he was actually really grateful to be able to offer that and for that experience. So after thinking about it, he realized that he had been remembering that friendship by that painful moment of being cut off, but he could actually shift his memory of that friend to the more positive experience that he's grateful for. So by focusing on the positive aspect of that relationship, he shifted his story of that friend in his mind from a negative story to a more positive story. The last tip on how to rewrite your stories through the eyes of love is to journal. So journaling is like my favorite weapon. It's like the way that I kind of look at my pain and move through things and just see things from a new perspective. You can literally try rewriting your stories to yourself in a journal. You can choose the words to describe your life's events on purpose, you know, to see them with positivity, forgiveness, and gratitude. It's not about avoiding or replacing the pain, but being honest and recognizing that pain and then looking beyond the pain to uncover the love and blessings that surround that situation. When I was in college, I decided to write a letter to my dad in my journal to just sort through my emotions. So it was for myself, not for anyone else to read. And in that letter, I first expressed my pain. I lashed out and I went on and on. And eventually I started to shift and I started to try to see things from his perspective and understand why he did what he did. By the end of the letter, I began to forgive him for hurting me in the past, and I ended that letter with gratitude and thanked him for everything that he's done because I realized that I would not be the person that I am today without all of those experiences behind me. The key here is to be patient. You do have to face the pain, but then you'll be able to see through that pain, and eventually you'll be able to see the love around it. Alright, I just shared five tips on how to rewrite your stories through the eyes of love. The first tip was to forgive others for hurting you in the past. The second tip, understand the why. The third tip, recognize that everyone is human. The fourth tip, focus on the positives. And the last tip, journal. So if you're still holding on to any past pain, know that you can choose to rewrite your stories through the eyes of love. It's not easy, but it can be done. Thanks for listening to my story today. My name's Eileen, and you just listened to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. Bye, guys. <laughs>